we're back with another episode of Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Inside Sports Fantasy Football, the Lakers Fast Break, Game Source, and Pop Culture Cosmos. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe right below Joe Soro today on YouTube, or go ahead and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, you can go ahead and get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with Inside Sports Fantasy Football or the Pop Culture Cosmos right there for you. Plus, if you can go ahead and support Joe Soro, a.k.a. Ox1947, at his site, LakersBall.com, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, for most everyone out there, as far as you fantasy football players, you're already done with your draft because it's game time starting on Thursday with the NFL season back in form. But how did you do in your league? How did you do in your draft? We want to know. Please give us a shout out at Inside Sports FF on Twitter or isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com. You can let us know how you did or if you have any questions on lineup changes, waiver wire issues, lineup questions, potential trades that you might have in mind. So all that begins. So please give us a shout out there. But I thought I'd bring a good friend of mine who hangs out with me at the Lakers Fast Break every single week. It's a good friend of mine. You got to go ahead and check him out. Like I said before, at LakersBall.com, it is Joe Soro. Joe, good to have you on Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Appreciate it so much. How did you do in your fantasy football draft? My drafts were graded as A's as far as what I got. Did you go through Yahoo or who did you go through? I have one through ESPN and the other through uh, NFL.com. Uh, uh, that's awesome. I did one through Yahoo. I'm sorry, I only got an A minus, but I did lead my league. So, but I don't know. I don't know. I never paid attention to the grading, uh, the, the grades after a draft. Uh, this is the first time I've actually got an email where it said, you know, I, I had an A, but I don't really know what that means. I mean, I did yes last year. I got an A minus, similar to it, but it only led to a, just a first round playoff loss as far as the team is concerned. But you know, you you talk about when they send those grades to you, their evaluations, at least initially, it's got to give you a, a, a nice compliment per se. It, it, I mean, I know, I know the game enough and I know the players enough to, to make a, a pretty, a pretty good decision throughout the entire draft. The best season I ever got, the best season I ever had in, in fantasy football was in, 2018 uh this was the year Patrick Mahomes was uh, slated to start uh no one really knew much uh, about what he was going to be um I had probably the greatest season I was one play away from probably having one of the greatest seasons in fantasy football history uh my draft that that year <laughs> was Patrick Mahomes, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup got hurt that year, too. Tyler uh, Lockett ended up being my my replacement for him. But I had 
<laughs> I had Pat, Patrick Mahomes and his essentially his, his first year playing, and we all know what happened then. Um, Saquon Barkley, mm-hmm. uh, Christian McCaffrey. I had Cooper Cup. I had Tyler Lockett replacing him when he got hurt towards the uh, beginning of the year. I had Juju Smith-Schuster, who had a phenomenal year, uh, being a deep, being the the secondary receiver for uh, the Steelers when Antonio Brown was going crazy that year. Um, and I ran through everyone. There was one game, and it was one play. I had Kelsey as a uh, Travis Kelsey as the one I tied into, by the way. Um, it was towards the end of the game. Patrick, I mean, it was perfect. The ball was like right there, right in the end zone. I needed one TD for that game to win that week. And it got, there was the the safety, I can't remember who it was, just at the perfect time, got right, right there when the ball hit into Kelsey's hands in the end zone, knocked it out, and I ended up losing, I think, by, I don't know, was it six or seven uh, points? And... That year, I finished fourteen and one. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Year, and I rolled. I rolled. I mean, I was. It was. It was. It was quite. It was. It was. It was real fun. And then I was in a second league, another league. That year, I made it to the championship game, and I lost in the championship game. He had Patrick Mahomes uh, in that championship game, and I, I took a little bit of a a risk. Um, picking him up in my ESPN league. Uh, I usually don't draft a quarterback in the fifth round, but I I felt like there's something brewing with this, oh, well, is Patrick Mahomes going to be as good without Ty Hill? Uh-huh. And I know that Juju Smith-Schuster is a good player. As a matter of fact, I'm still upset being a Steeler fan that he's not a Steeler anymore because I, I think he would have been a huge asset for the team uh-huh. now especially with Mitch, Mitchell, uh, Mitch Tabriski being the quarterback. And he'd be a nice uh, kind of like bl- security blanket for him. Uh, and even if, if, if Kenny Pickett ended up taking over down uh, later in the, in the season. Uh, but I'm thinking, and this is how it happens, when, when you're a great player like Patrick Mahomes, he's already getting that noise where, well, is he going to really be that good? Is this receiving receiving corporate going to be really kind of what, what, what it was? And is Travis Kelsey getting too old? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting Patrick Mahomes to have a similar season in, in 2018 just because of that. And I think they're – it's Andy Reid, guys. It's Andy Reid. I, I, Andy Reid, I don't really think there's an argument, at least not on my end. He's the best offensive play caller of our generation last 20 years. And if anybody's going to find a way to make it work, I think it's going to be him. And – what better weapon than to have Patrick Mahomes being your 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 gunslinger in that? Well, I'll tell you what, a lot to look forward to. But when you were building your team and how the draft laid out for you, uh, what are the some of the things that that actually you were able to go ahead and execute that was towards your plan? Because I know for me, even though I had the number four position, it all went awry when wide receivers started going at the top of the draft. So I had to change my strategy from leaning towards a running back dominant top of the draft into something a little bit different. Now uh, it worked out as again, uh, so far, you know, on paper, I have what looks to be the best team in my league, but 
that's all on paper, as you and I both know, it takes the games and injuries and things of that nature and how you handle the lineups, et cetera, et cetera. So going into it, my friend, how did the draft lay out for you the other night when you went ahead and made your picks? In both drafts, I, I tried to go heavy on running backs towards the beginning because uh, mm-hmm. I knew I was going to go receiver the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. They're both PPR leagues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are in a, I believe this, you know, last few seasons, we are very receiver heavy, uh, receiver centric. Is that the word? Um, yeah. Um, um, yeah. So I, I, it didn't matter. I don't think it mattered if I was picking at four, which I did in one and then ninth in the other. I wasn't too concerned about that. I think those days where you were concerned to pick in the top one or two or three is when you knew you were going to get a 1500 yard, a running back who could catch 70, 80 balls. Um, yeah. I guess McCaffrey could be that guy. If he stays healthy, if he stays healthy, but you know, it's not, it's, it's not fair to expect a running back to be available especially after six, seven years in the league. It's, it's just a brutal sport for running backs. I don't know. You don't know. It's, you're just risking a lot there. And then, uh, then you got you know guys like uh, Derrick Henry, who I have a lot of respect for. I think he, he trains as, as well as any running back has ever done. And is, 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 Tennessee is the only team I have seen in the NFL the last five to six years that has, that has kept a little bit of the old school football viable. So whenever someone says, well, this is a passing league, well, it's an arena football league, I'm one of them. Uh, Tennessee gives you that hope that, that, that the fundamental game of running the football and, and playing smart defense is, is still alive. And I, I, I hate to crap on Ryan Tannehill, but if, if Tennessee had had, let's say, a Matthew Stafford, just a, a little bit better quarterback, they probably would have won a Super Bowl last couple of years, one of the uh, last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would have made sense. It would have, you know, been one of those things where, hey, the the running back can can still be an important element in this game, especially with uh, Derrick Henry taking yeah. a, a probably one of the larger shares for any running back that's out in the NFL right now. Well, the uniqueness about him, this is the amazing part about this, is. He really gets better. I know he got hurt last year, and it was—I'm sorry to say—inevitable. This is too much, too much activity there that for him not to eventually get something. Um, I hope nothing happens to him. I wasn't able to draft him in any of the drafts, but I, I wish him well because I think he's—he's—he's he's, he, you know the guy that puts in that kind of work, especially in a brutal position like that. You got to give him a heads. You got to give him. You got to take your hats off for, for on that. Yeah, I don't know. I I I just. I'm amazed at how he really does get better the later you the game is. Yeah. And it's just not it's it should be fundamental, I guess, from all the years you've been watching football, but it, it really he really is able to do it. And it's it's a really beautiful game to watch when you can watch him just see people bounce off him. I I'm, I'm I guess I'm I'm I miss Jerome Bettis. You know, I'm a Steeler fan. I miss those days where Jerome Bettis was that guy where he would close the games and you just after four after three and a half quarters of trying to trying to slow someone down and then you're like dead tired and then you got to run into uh, an anomaly, which I think Derek Henley can 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 be is is that guy. He's an anomaly in this league. Yeah. Where you have this and you know, self-proclaimed fat guy like Jerome Bettis who had amazing feet. And amazing ability to 
take all that pounding after, you know, 10, 11, 12 years, yet still feel like, like one of the first questions I'd love to ask Jerome is, how's your body, dude? Because I never felt like he ever looked debilitating, even during injuries that he had. And I, I would be interested to hear how Derrick Henry feels. And those type of things, preparing the important parts at that first three, four rounds, do, do you have that running back that you can rely on week in and week out? Sort of. So now what's the next step? Okay, where are we going with this? Do you, you know that the league is going to protect the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And is there going to be a mental thing that's going to be happening with these quarterbacks, i.e., let's say Lamar Jackson's another guy. This guy is trying to get his – you know, the real-life stuff can factor into the fantasy thing, which is interesting, right? Yeah. Is Lamar Jackson going to be so amped to prove the Ravens wrong, kind of like Aaron Judge has this year, and the Yankees not giving him what he wanted at the beginning of the year? And is he going to turn into this psycho that's going to go 40 touchdowns through the air and and, and, and drop 15 running? You know, you, it, it might happen, you know? That's probably probably the most exciting part of what was going on this last few days during my drafts is who is more likely to kind of really come out and really say, well, you guys thought, you know, I lost this guy and I was going to kind of be downgraded. Well, these guys don't want to pay me my money. And uh, is this guy going to be healthy enough to, you know, play four quarters, 17 games a year? Here we go. So that played a factor in it. And I try to do my best to make sure that the guys who are going to really get the ball at the end of the game are the ones that I'm getting. That's another big thing. We may be headed to the replay booth, but we'll be right back with Inside Sports Fantasy Football. For the latest news and information, analysis and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break Podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Bring me all of the Star Trek all of the time, and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible. It's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cold. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. I'll tell you what, you know, it sounds like you actually focused in on a good plan and stuck to it in your draft. Like I said, things changed for me. I will say that as the draft unfolded, I sort of focused away from running backs until the mid rounds where I still picked up three 1000 yard rushers, but I was able to go ahead. And while everybody was leaning left, I went right. When I saw the quarterbacks, all of them were still available. So in the early rounds, the three, four, five rounds, there was a Josh Allen who is the leading or projected to be the leading fantasy point scorer in the league. And also Kyler Murray, who is number three, projected to be out. So, you know what? Those guys were just too tempting for me. I picked them up both. Hey, worst comes to worst, I can use one or both in a, mas- in a massive trade that can c- get me a nice haul back. So I know a lot of people are wondering, 
why you focus in on quarterbacks in that higher out of your draft. I don't usually tend to do that. I usually wait until the middle rounds, but with those top scores sitting out there like that, you know what? I was still able to build with some nice wide receivers, still be able to build with, with some running backs that were still available because people were more focused in on the top rankings and what they were at as opposed to what fantasy points they're projected through for this season. Because the most important thing is fantasy points is what I was looking forward to on all my picks and how much they could go ahead and get total out of me, regardless of where they were ranked. So what was it based off of, you know, every pick that you had, other than when you started getting into the later rounds where it didn't matter? Protected main, fantasy points for me. And the later rounds are almost going to, I try to focus on the little sleepers that I do, did know about. Yes. Uh, by the way, for those who don't aren't in the know, and it looked like a lot of you didn't, um, and I have, I play with some smart people. I got George Pickens in like the 11th round. Nice pick. Round. There you go. And I'm telling you guys right now, whoever didn't pick him up made a massive mistake. That guy is destroying people. And I'm talking, it's it's looking very eerie. It's looking like a Jamar, a Jamar Chase type situation, which by the way, I got him too. You know, these are the things that a lot of, I mean, this, this, this draft geeks out there, there's 100 fantasy football geeks out there that pay attention to that stuff. They're everywhere. I'm not saying there aren't. But um, my football knowledge is based off of me just being a, a, an observer. I don't, I don't watch, I don't read the publications. There is on occasion where I'll, I'll listen to the fantasy football show on Sirius Radio just because I, I'm kind of interested in hearing that one little thing like I'm hearing something here or I'm hearing something there or watch out for this guy because this happened. Sometimes yeah. you don't you don't know everything watching TV. Once in a while, you'll get some like random guy that'll say something, and then I'll kind of steer you where you want to go. But ultimately, my decision making during a draft is going to be based off of what I know and what's going to work. So, based off my 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 first draft, I I, uh, I went a little unconventional on getting a quarterback in the fifth round. I did pick up Patrick Mahomes because. I felt like the first four rounds, I got really what I wanted. Uh, I got Eckler, I got Jones, I got Johnson, and then I had gotten at that point Javante Williams, which if you look at the pattern that I put together here is I'm putting together uh, offensive players other than maybe one guy. Um, I, I put together stud running back, stud quarterbacks, yeah. quarterbacks that can run, that can that that are that utilize the running back as did I and yeah it's, it's a great it, thing yeah and then as far as everything else you know I I, I picked the defense and kickers last I I have no you know I'll, I'll pick Boswell for one I picked McPherson for the other but that that's an interchangeable situation everyone knows that it does this and then of course on defense with with defense being kind of marginal in this league now I'm a week to week on the defense and I, I I look for the same thing every week with defense. Are they playing the Giants? Are they playing <laughs> Seattle? Then that's likely the defense I'm going to go after because uh, they have weak uh, quarterback positions. Um, tight end. Tight end is usually the hardest position. Well, I was so thankful that it became just a flex in our league. So it really took a load off me. And I, because I always prioritize tight ends low. 
I was so pleased to see that tight ends in our league was something that wasn't necessary to get. So I made sure I avoided them because of just the fact there's so few that produce at a high level. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of that. I think it starts to get too gimmicky. There was a vote about having possibly two quarterbacks. One has a, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I like the quarterback two running back two receiver. And then the, the, the two, traditional, the traditional stuff. Cause I think that shows your true talent. Can you pick, can you, can it interchange the, the, the tight ends if you have to, or pick the right tight end? I got Godert, which I had last year and he played phenomenally. In my other league, I got Hunter Henry because I didn't really – nothing kind of presented itself early with a with – I've had him in the past. There's some talk that this is probably not the right week to have him, but I figure Mac Jones, if, if, if he's going to not be – if he doesn't advance, you know, usually quarterbacks that have issues are always going to try to but either check – he is known as a game manager. He, he's a check-down guy, and check-down guys usually like to go to their tight end. Yeah. So that's why I went with him. But what's what's exciting is I feel very comfortable with the guys that are up top. I have Derek Carr in my other one. He's got weapons galore. And then really everybody on my bench is really a receiver. I really don't have any any really other – very few other uh, guys on the bench that aren't receivers so that in case a Hollywood Brown doesn't play well in Arizona or if let's say Deontay Johnson doesn't stay healthy for whatever reason, there's plenty of backup there with guys that are very, very good at PPR. They're very, very good in the PPR league. Even if like a Hunter Renfro, he'll, you know, I have a, I have a good feeling that in, 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 uh, in Las Vegas, he's going to, he got the, he, he kind of came out last year, kind of, you know, became the guy over there. And I think by having Adams there, he's gonna be getting even more looks. As the he won't be getting doubles, he won't be getting doubles. And there's something going on with um, why am I drawing a blank? The tight end. Oh, Derek Waller. Yeah, yeah. There's something going on there. Uh, I don't know if if he's got an injury that's bigger than what they're saying. Tight ends is probably the in, you could you could argue in these these times the tight end position gets just as much abuse as a running back yeah. uh, because they are so they are uh, used uh, a lot. And Hunter Renfro seems to be that guy that's going to be, I, I think getting those eight, nine catch type games, even if he's getting only 64 yards in them. So in that case, you know, that guy's giving me 14 to 15 points and that that's pretty darn good for a flex player. Even, even as a secondary uh, receiver, you're a gambler, you're, you're a gambler of a fan of your fantasy gambler and you, you, you do need some luck. There's a lot of poker in this. Also, you still got to have some knowledge. And then of course the, you know, the, the part of making sure you adapt to the team that you're playing against. That's something I think a lot of people don't look at. They just pay attention to, to one side of this, but I think you can play off of your opponent, opponent a lot of times if, if you know how to do that. Once again, it's Joe Sorrell from LakersBall.com. Really great to have him here, and I hope to have him on future episodes. You know, I've got Jason Dutch always here as well, and, of course, Chris Lardieri and Don Lardieri, whenever they can stop by as well. But before we head on out, it is week one in the NFL. The season is here, my friend. There's no longer any waiting or anticipation. When this flows out, it will be the season opening day. 
as we go ahead and head into another fabulous season of the NFL. Before we head on out, my friend, any week one matchups fantasy football owners need to be aware of as they start their season with the hopes of winning their fantasy championship. You as far as which players to play? Yeah. Anything that stands out to you for week one in the NFL? Obviously, the Bills and the Rams, that I think is going to be a shootout. Uh, I think it's going to be more of an offensive battle. So if you have their defenses, I think I'd probably be a little bit wary unless you're looking to see if you can get any fumbles or interceptions out of it. But yardage-wise, I think you're going to be hindered a bit there. I think that a team to look out for is the 49ers. If you have their defense, they're playing at the Bears in Chicago. Chicago and what they're going to do with a Chicago team that's not thought of very well. It could be a good time for their defense if you have them or if you see them on the waiver wire. It might be, someone you, it might, it might be a team you want to pick up there. So those are the kind of things that I'm looking forward to in, in looking at for week one. Anything that you're looking at in particular? Not really. I Just feeling I, out for the so far? Yeah, it's more of if, if the question was what team – may surprise you in week one i have a feeling uh the jets are gonna do something this week so i would and with the fact that lamar jackson's still dealing with you know a, a distraction and baltimore's dealing with a, a distraction they might they might get caught off guard but he's uh, highly motivated and that's why he's predicted to be at the top of many fantasy leagues i think from a football standpoint it's dangerous from a statistical standpoint Lamar could still have a good game yet not win the game, which, in a in a weird way, would 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 <laughs> would explain probably why the Ravens are reluctant to drop two hundred fifty million of guaranteed money for him. Yeah. Um, fantasy wise, Lamar is a gem when he's playing. Unfortunately, can he can he take you to? the Super Bowl and can he really read a defense in the playoffs? I always said it's the guys that separate themselves in this league are the, are the, are the quarterbacks that can read a defense in the playoffs and, and execute it because uh, things get even faster and more vicious in the playoffs. And a lot of people can't catch up to that speed. And that's so far been the issue. I got a little knowledge in terms of Lamar's ability because the Steelers seem to kind of have his number. They, they've dealt with a, a quarterback of his ability before, and they're usually able to, you know, somewhat com- contain him. Yeah. And and they used to have a quarterback like that back in the day named Cord- Cordell Stewart. It's so hard to win. We yeah. think it's easy because maybe we've been watching Tom Brady play, you know, for the last 25,000 years, and we don't – we don't realize that getting seven Super Bowls is is is, is <laughs> that doesn't happen, man. You win one and you're happy, let alone yeah. seven. So it, those type of things, in terms of what to expect, I'm, I'm more kind of leaning towards more of the football side of things instead of the fantasy stuff. I'm gonna have my eye out on running backs. Which one's going to emerge out of the out of the out of the 32 teams? Which one's gonna be that one where, man, I'm gonna get this guy. This guy's gonna be my my second quarter, my 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 flex guy. And that's kind of how I'm looking at it. Once again, it's Joe Sorrell. Please go ahead and check him out today at LakersBall.com. Be part of one of the great groups talking great NBA and the Lakers right there for you at LakersBall.com. Plus, 
You can catch his many appearances right now on the Lakers Fast Break channel on YouTube or Lakers Fast Break, wherever you get your podcasts. If you, again, have any questions on lineups, if you have any questions on potential trades, you have any questions on waiver wire pickups at all during the season, we answered them all last season. We truly hope that you go ahead and do that again. If you have any questions for us, please go ahead and hit us up. Once again, Inside Sports FF on Twitter or IS Fantasy Football at Yahoo.com. Well, Joe, great to have you here. I love talking NFL football. I know in the coming weeks, you and I hopefully will get together talking football again on this show. And I know you're going to be doing a lot of great things for us here at the Lakers Fast Break as well. Any last thoughts before we head on out? I would say watch out for Javante Williams. If there's a player to that could win the fantasy player of the year with, mm-hmm. with statistics, watch out for that one. The team has a quarterback now, mm-hmm. and he is a very good running back. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to start feeding him the ball. Uh, and, and he can catch the ball up at the backfield as well. So he's going to be a huge asset for Russell Wilson and Denver's very, very, very excited about having a quarterback finally that can probably start getting them back to, to title contention. So a well paid I, one at that. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. And the, the negative there is you're, you're, you're going to have to win with him now yes. and you're going to have to pay everyone else a little bit. That's the problem paying a quarterback 40 to 50 mil, especially in a hard cap league. Uh, you're going to need, you're going to need that. Uh, you're going to need a revolving door of running backs that are coming in that you're not going to be able to pay 10 and 15 million for. He's probably going to get a couple of maybe $15 million type receivers and then maybe a few on defense. But when you start paying that quarterback that much money now, the, the, the it's going to, and that's what kind of killed Seattle to a degree. I, 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 I don't want to say that Russell Wilson is a, a bit overrated. I don't think that's the right word, even though a little bit, a little bit of me says he's, he's good. But he's not, he's not to me in the Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers area. And, of course, I always get backlash. Well, Aaron Rodgers always loses the playoffs. and He's always getting his butt kicked by the Niners. I go, it's a team sport at the end of the day. I'm more talking about the position of quarterback. You can see uh, when someone is kind of next level. And Russell Wilson's a very, very good quarterback. I'm not saying he's not. But I'm more uh, I'm more tight on my who's great category. I think the NFL kind of did themselves a disservice this last Hall of Fame selection. I I I couldn't believe their 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 class. I I I'm sorry, but I wasn't impressed. <laughs> those guys I watched those guys play, and they were good players. But none of those guys I would consider great. Great. Yeah. I thought I thought the Hall of Fame was for great players. So. But 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 Russell Wilson has proven that when he has the right team around them, which seemed like you couldn't get it in Seattle the last three, four years, you're going to have a young running back now like you did when you had Marshawn Lynch. You have a good line. You have a good defense. And now, you know, play the run and then throw when you have to game, and Russell will benefit there. We just have to see how good this rookie coach does with it. Absolutely, indeed. But once again, check out Joe Soro today at LakersBall.com. And of course, part of the Lakers Fast Break 
you can go ahead and be part of all the great NBA action right there at Lakers Fast Break, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, subscribe on YouTube today. Well, Joe, best of luck to you this weekend in the first weekend of the NFL season. Also as well to all you fantasy football owners out there. I know it's nervous time right now, but I'm just going to say right now, stick with your team. Don't panic. As we always say on this show, don't hit the panic button. Good luck with your team this weekend. And also, good luck to you for the rest of the season from all of us right here at Inside Sports Fantasy Football.